0: To Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klagel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klagel.
1: Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel with Fulfill Your Legacy, and I am so happy that you are here with us on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. Hey, I am an author, a coach, and a speaker. I'm also the founder of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help people deeply partner their life with God, clarify and define their God-given life purpose, and tap into the Trinity and all that offers so that they can continue on as strong Christian leaders, helping others and themselves reach their goals higher than they ever dreamed possible. I like to lead people to a place where they are empowered by the work they do, the health they're in, and the relationships that they have. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. We love this verse in Matthew, and today we are going to be talking about a subject that I think we all need some input on. It's a little uncomfortable for some to trust in, believe in, and understand. It also um, takes a lot of faith and And trust in our father. And so this I think is just such a great topic. And I want us to go ahead and get started on that. So let's look at um, the idea of miraculous healing, right? The show is broken into three parts. We're going to go ahead and just have a few minutes of me talking life coach stuff about all of this miraculous healing, healing in general. It's a tough subject, but we're going to go ahead and get to it. Then I do it all in the same way. The problem, the word, the gift, the choice. I do that every single week here. I do that in the way that I coach. It's part of the book that I wrote that is walking people through a life of transformation by calling on the Trinity and the power that God has to offer. Then we're going to come back after the break with Grace Havishaw. Oh, she is such an awesome lady, a friend of mine, an author of an awesome book called Release to Roar. And there's so much more about that, being trapped by pain and getting to this place where you trust in promises and you really have this life of healing and direction and purpose. Um, She also has a ministry we're going to help with. So she has a lot to offer us in the way of healing because why? She's lived it herself. This is why I bring so many guests on that I I know are impacting my audience and you guys because I know these authors and I know that they've lived through it themselves and people that just write a book, it's awesome, it's great, but people who have lived it and write about it because they have been through it themselves, that's huge. So Grace is going to bring a lot of insight to us. But let's go ahead on this. Oh, and the last section is all about question and answers. I've got two awesome people who have emailed in. We are sitting with hundreds of emails in, so I can handpick perfect ones, and they are really cool. I cannot wait to get to them. All right, so let's go ahead and get started on our training today. Uh, it's all life um, coaching, training, it's all faith-based. We're going to do it in the the problem, the word, the gift, the choice. So the problem, basically, let's think of ourselves in these places where we have pain, where we have illness, where we have uh, all all sorts of disease or even just anguish that is making an effect on our body. So I'm going to read a little um Couple narrative sentences here that I want to highlight for you. So, the Bible speaks so often of miraculous healing through the work of Jesus Christ and of faith in God. Our Lord is able to provide both physical and spiritual health, He wants to do it for us. But when we are overwhelmed with these health problems, bad news that affects us, relationship struggles, the Word of God can be the source of supernatural help. Don't give up. God's promises are greater than we could ever imagine and they are in store for us waiting for us. There is a future filled with promises just like grace shares with us and hope this um, next section is a bunch of scriptures that I took right off the Internet um, that, that I want you to get in the habit of doing or the concordance in the back of your book. But they're going to offer encouragement and strength and, help, and, and comfort and healing, all these things. So I want us to look at it and we're going to get to the word in several different ways. First, we're going to look at scriptures that relate to just spiritual healing. Or I mean, just physical healing. And then we're going to look at some scriptures that relate to spiritual and emotional healing. Then we're going to kind of look at some of these verses that are specifically in the Psalms. I mean, there are so many cool verses to lean on and get insight from. And then if we have time, we're going to tap into some miracles. I'm saving that one because I think Grace's story is a miracle indeed. And hearing a true modern day story is good for us too. But there are a lot. Just do a search on the internet that says miracles of Jesus. And there will be a whole bunch that come up. And then last... Um, some Christian healing resources I'd like to offer. All right, so let's go ahead. When we consider now the word. So there is a a few verses I'm gonna tackle on that just are related to this physical healing. So just think for a second about all of the strife that we live through and how that weighs us down. We know this is true. We can all relate to this. We all might not all be in a place of having some ailment, some stress or something that we need healing from, but do we? Even strife has an effect on us. When we think and kind of live by the world, oh, we talk about it in so many ways that are so scientifical because there's truth to it. I love how science is proved proven. Um, it proves that the Bible is true. And it's funny because the things that we knew 50, 100 years ago, um, you know, we would say, oh, it's because of this. And then as science gets deeper, then we start to be our eyes start to be opened into things that were written for years about the brain about the way our emotions work, all these things. Well, this is what I want us to know is that we do this today where we think, okay, scientists scientists show us that stress causes illness on our body. It's proven. We know this. So we we can try to relieve stress through the world. Relieving stress through the world, there's a lot of remedies we can do. There's a lot of things we can do. We can get more organized. We can do all these things and they help. But if you can come into the Holy Spirit, and if you can get the fruit of the Spirit, and it can bring you peace that surpasses anything this world can offer, there's some healing there that you would be shocked at. So even the little things—I'm. This is an appeal when I'm first starting out for even the little things for all of us, a day to day. I want you to be thinking, how does this relate to me? Even the little um, things—they build up. Stress after time builds up, and it can turn into. Ulcers, which can turn into cancer, okay? But then also I want us to be thinking of the big things because there are people, modern day people, that are getting healed from big things and we don't know about it, okay? So we need to know about it. We need to hear some stories and know about it. Biblically, Jeremiah seventeen fourteen is a cool verse. It's flat out, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved, for you are the one I praise. So there's a lot of truth and insight to this. For one, this person, uh, I'm not going to get into all these stories with the backstory, so you know who it is and where the scenario is. We won't have time. But this individual is saying their prayer flat out, heal me. It's none of this like, You know, if it's your will, God, and you know, that's good. That's true. If it's your will, that's true. But I mean, it's like, we always want to kind of sugarcoat around healing because we're afraid to just boldly say, heal me, like ask for it. And to then say, and I will be healed means that person has so much faith and so much insight to the power that God has that they're believing it. Heal me and I'll be healed. Save me and I'll be saved. I mean, let that. There's a lot of. There's so much um, teaching and truth to that. And do we do we pray that way? And do we feel that way? Okay. The next is this: James five fourteen and fifteen. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith. Will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. There's so much insight packed into this verse that we need to talk about. For one, anyone who's sick, it doesn't say, okay, you know, just the people who are, let's just throw some weirdness out there, just the people who are short, just the people who are white, just the people who are loving themselves and care about themselves. If anyone is sick, they God wants us to come to him, right? So let them call on the elders. And so this whole thing of like sharing with the elders and letting them and this anointing and there's there's something I want to speak to you on this and that's that we can't do it alone. We can't always do it alone. God puts people around us, in front of us, and God uses people to do some healing sometimes. But what we have to remember is the last part. It says, and the one I praise is the Lord. And sometimes, especially people, I, I'm in the healthcare profession, and there are healing touch nurses, right? And, and you guys know this. There's people who... Um, have the gift of healing, right? And so, do we praise that one person? Oh, for their role, but we got to keep it clear in our mind it's God who did the healing, and that's who we have to pray to. And so, just I mean, if we start resting our loyals and people alone say goodbye. It's not going to work. Say goodbye to that healing because we have to put our hope in God and our assurance in the supernatural, literally the supernatural. All right. So then worship the Lord, your God and his blessings will be on you like food and water. And I will take away sickness from you. This is Exodus 23, 25, like food and water. Like God is like food and water. What restores us? Food and water. So when we feel like we're not getting what we want, get to God. When you feel like you're not getting what you want and what your body needs and what you need, get to God. Because he is like our food and water. He will restore us. Nevertheless, this is Jeremiah 33, 6. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and I will let them rejoice in abundance, peace, and security. I should have slipped this verse under spirituality and emotional healing, right? I mean, he will give us peace and security. Just when we're battling an illness, a physical illness, maybe of this world even, to combine it with peace and healing that we get from God, do you know how much faster you're going to be able to heal and and recover through things when you're not dealing with some physical ailments on top of emotional stress and anxiety and all this stuff. All right. So let's skip in then to the spiritual and emotional because I had, as soon as I posted this up, so I posted this an hour ago. Those of you who are listening on Voice America Live, if you want to head to my Facebook page, Nikki Klegel, comma, fulfill your legacy. It's N-I-C-C-I-E, comma, fulfill your legacy. Um, you can see us live and we put links and posts to different tools that will help you and and you can be our friends. So, um, but anyway, I posted a video about an hour ago saying that I was going to be interviewing Grace and she's been through this miraculous healing herself. She's got this awesome book. We're going to talk about this. Okay, so I have private messages and emails saying, thank you so much. I'm going to tune in. So we know that people need to hear this. And what I find is interesting is It's not public. These are private messages and emails that come to me. There's something that we have where we're just a little shy about it. We're a little timid to trust in this. And that's where the healing happens. It's in the faith. All right. So this emotional verse, these emotional and spiritual verses, I want to get to you. So Proverbs 4, 20 20 through 22. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ears to the word. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are the life to those who find them and they are the health to one's whole body. How can that be? Isn't that amazing? How can it be that just the word? And remember that what's hard for us is the non-believers don't get to the word. You know, they don't know it. And it's not that they're choosing to rebuke always. It's that they're just not around it. They, they, and so we have to share our stories. We have to put our hope in for other people. And believe me, see, I've seen so many non-believers, um, maybe even people who've, who do rebuke God as soon as they're sick and somebody that they know is a believer, that they know is deep in their faith when they say, hey, I'm going to pray for you. They keep their mouth shut. They don't say, oh, don't, I don't believe in that. There's a little something inside of them that's like, could God maybe do it? And that's how we get to those people. That's how we tap them into, it's through hope, just a little bit of hope. And be a loving person. Go to them with love because love is God and he can reach the souls of our unbelievers. He can reach the souls of all of us who are on the fence sometimes. So do it. All right, so then let's go ahead and do a couple more, and then we got to get moving on here to the gift. So um, let's see, I have a whole bunch of notes and circles on this one. Um, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Listen to that verse. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective awesome, right? So sometimes if we really don't have it in us, do you know how obedient God sees that? Is if we're in this place where much of my, much of my people emailing in are just kind of like, I don't know about this. I'm a little unsure about this, but yet you go to somebody that you know is full in with their faith, that you know is tapped into the Trinity, that you know um, calls on Jesus and rests in Jesus. And you go to that person and say, can you pray for me? There is healing in that because it's obedience, all right? But also this verse is reminding us that those people that do have this, that there's power and strength in it. So we need to get get that going. All right, then let's look at some miracles. I know I only have a couple minutes left here. I'm not going to be able to explain these stories, but there are several stories. There's an awesome one. We've talked about this a few times on the show where this person's crippled and they're laying by, by this healing pond and basically they'd love to, you know, just hop in the pond and be healed, right? They even believe that this can happen but yet they don't believe they can get in there in time. And so, you know, it's sort of like all of us, we believe that there's healing. Yeah, I'll buy into that. I've even seen it, but but it's maybe not for me because I'm not whatever. I'm not enough to get in there, right? Well, Jesus showed up and said, what is it you want? Now, that question was not left out of this um, story, this parable for us by accident. That question is in there because God, Jesus is trying to get us when we're ailing, when we're sick, whatever, to flat out ask. Right. And then he heals them. And then he heals them. He doesn't say, now, listen, now you go into the pond. Like, I'm going to give you enough strength for you to get into the pond. Nope. Done. You asked, I healed you now. Now get up, take your bed and walk. Right. It's awesome. Okay. So then, um, One minute left, you guys. We're going to have to skip here. We're going to get to what are the gifts then. So in all these verses, let's just look at these. I circled all of them. Healing. Healing to the bones. There were people who are crippled and bent over in the Bible. So that's arthritis. That's kyphosis and lordosis. We can't fix the bones, right? All of us who have back pain and arthritis. And he just, in one second, they're straight and they're walking. Um, Anguish, illness, footholds, addictions, um, being saved, all these things. Last, we always want to look at the choice. The choice is free will. We're going to get into that a little bit more. Grace is going to help us tap into this choice that we ultimately have. And we're going to leave you with some encouragement to go step out boldly, to share this with others. Please come with us after the break on living life within the sweet spot.
0: This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com.
1: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot.
1: Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki with Fulfill Your Legacy, and you are listening to Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. I am so happy to have Grace Happershaw here with us today. She is the author of Released to Roar. It's really a story, a miraculous story of her healing into kind of this complete place of freedom. 12 years of chronic sickness, and you are in a great place. When I met Grace, she was in a wheelchair and already on your woe to recovery, right? I mean, that wasn't your worst um, place. So I am just thrilled to have her here. But Grace, um, you are a beautiful woman, spirit. Um, You have a heart for other people. Your story is impactful. Thank you for being here. Share with everyone a little bit about why we know each other and what your book is about. Hi, Nikki, it's so good to be here. Thank you so
2: much for the actual invite. Um, we met through the um, conference through Carrie Oberbrunner. We both have the same coach for writing our books. And I first met you back in in October 2016.
1: That is crazy to think it's been two years already. Okay. So, Grace, I want you to share with everyone. We want to get into the teaching part so they learn stuff, but we need to know and believe you. So, share your story a tiny bit with us and kind of the details of your book or or, or your processes that you use. So. Okay. Uh, It all began back in
2: 2004, a simple road crash when somebody drove into the back of my friend's car. We were stopped. They were speeding. At the time, we appeared to be fine. Over the following few days, I came out in pain in the neck and the back, and I was actually diagnosed with severe whiplash, supposedly taking two weeks off work, but taking painkillers until recovering over months. But for me, it triggered something else into the body. My whole body began to close down. And over the next 12 years, I had so many losses of my, my job, my home, many friends. The physical pain totally wrecked my body from head to foot in pain, fatigue, balance issues, walking issues. Um, within five years, I became totally wheelchair dependent. I had to have carers four times a day. I was absolutely stripped of everything of my total independence. And medically, I was told there was no way back, that I would live in chronic pain for the rest of my life, be totally wheelchair dependent for the rest of my life. I also lost the sound of my voice and was told they would have to teach me how to communicate without my voice for the rest of my life. That's what the doctors said. But Jesus promised me one day he would heal me And I had a choice. Who would I choose to believe, the doctors or my awesome God? And I chose to follow Jesus.
1: Oh, gosh, that's so moving. I have goosebumps. Um, Yeah, so it's kind of good that I didn't spend a lot of time on that last section of our training, which is the choice, because that is what it comes down to. Had you not gone all in, just like those verses I read, you'd have been missing the two key elements. One, knowing that Jesus and God does the healing. two that you have faith in it and you've got to have both of those. I'm so proud of you and that's so cool. All right. So then let's go ahead and we have questions here. So I'm going to quick look at mine. So then I say to you, you have a, a personal story, but you inspire people now with this story. It's not enough that you just wrote it. You're doing something with that story, with your message, what's going on in your life and how are you doing this inspiring and helping other people?
2: One thing we have to remember is everything that we go through has a purpose. And for me, during those 12 years of being so ill, God had a purpose and a plan. And the release factor through the 12 years in from actually being healed is that I've now been released into full-time ministry, where mm-hmm. I'm able to travel the world, share my story for the glory of God, and minister to people in one-to-one personal contact to encourage them, whatever the pain of their circumstances are, our God loves them, and he does have a plan. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, God knows the plans that he has for us. Mm-hmm. And he tells us he will never leave us, nor forsake us. So yeah. when, when we choose to believe on the word of God and the promises of, of God, I, I, I think for me the three main verses were that God has a plan, yep. that he was always with me, and he would always provide for my needs. And they are the basic concepts of the struggle in any pain. We often feel so separated. And when we know that God is with us and will never leave us, we know that we're never by ourselves. We question the purpose and the reason behind all things. But when we understand God has a plan in it, and if he's allowing it, he will take us through it, we begin to grow as we begin to trust. And where we're losing everything, particularly finances, as I did losing my job, it's that promise that God will provide for all our needs. And I saw the miracle provision of God in every journey that I took, every turn that I was actually going into. He was there to actually meet the need, and he continues to do that. So that's what I like to take to the world as I go with, Recon- with Grace Recon- Reconciliation Ministries to be able to speak, to share my, my actual healing story, but bring out the actual Bible promises
1: that we can all believe for. Yeah, that's so wonderful, and I think uh, we're gonna go dive deep here on this little um, pain point. I think you touched on, yeah. and that is like you, you kind of distinguishing God didn't make this happen to you, and we wonder like how long is this gonna go on, and why am I going through this? And I wanna, I wanna talk on this a little. I have different people that have asked me about different things like miscarriages. Or maybe, um, you know, things that like they, they, they think, why would God ever do this? And I'm going to share how I believe, what I think. Now, there's biblical backgrounds, and we don't have time to get into all this, but I'm going to put it in as, as easiest language as I can say. So absolutely, God does not do these things to us. But we have to remember that we are living in the world. So I'm going to take her story and make it a little further. I don't even know if this is true, but, but it, it proves the point better. Let's say you're hit by a drunk driver, right? Of course, God didn't do this. He knew, he knows our future. He knows everything. He knows that this is part of it, but we are living in the world. And this drunk driver is part of the world. And this is a result of that. And that just happens. And we are caught in this world. Now, we don't have to remain in it. We don't have to be living in the effects of it. We can lean on God, which is higher than anything of the world. God, which has more power than anything. Same with addictions. We fall prey to addictions because the world, we're taught, go for the quick fix. Go, you know, do all this, whatever. And we have consequences of that. God did not make us addicted. Let's take it a little further. We have a, uh, we have, we are Uh, effects of our fathers 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 and they have done some things just like us they're sinning and now these things are built into our cellular structure we have things from past and so we are trying as best we can to deal with life and this world as best we can but back to what grace says are you going to lean on god then to help you out of it or are you going to just keep living in the world, trying to fix it and deal in the world and it's exhausting and it's painful and it's difficult? So uh, so I, ju- I don't know why I went off on that tangent, but I just want you to know that God doesn't do these bad things to us, right. but he needs a way out. And the, the key thing that you are doing, Grace, is exactly what these Bible verses said, and that's, are you going to give God the glory? By my miracles, are they witnesses of what I can do? We don't even call them miracles anymore. We call them advanced healing from the physician. And that's so true often too, but God's working in them. And I mean, we're sideswiping God's power and all this. So then we don't get it. That's Mm -hmm. the result. If we sideswipe him, we don't get the effects of it. So give him the glory and let's start sharing these stories. So, Mm -hmm. um, Okay, so I kind of got off. I'm wondering if I can throw you a loop here and just say, oh, let's quick go to the next question, Nick, if you don't want to do it. But do you, have you, now that you've shared your story with people, do you hear other people's stories? Does this happen now where someone will say, listen, I know somebody that was healed and you hear their story, or are you witnessing it? And can you share with us a story that you're aware of?
2: Um, I'm actually witnessing it in the overflow of the ministry that we do, because as we share... You know, everybody has a faith journey, and it's what we choose to believe. And when I share my story, everybody has a choice what they choose to believe. But I have actually ministered to people who, in that moment, have heard my story, chosen to believe in the power of God for themselves, and as we pray for them, they have been healed. Mm -hmm. There are times when God does meet in that healing miracle, What we have to remember in the circumstance we're going through is that we are so prone to praying prayers that say, Lord, get me out of here. And there are times when we should be praying prayers that say, Lord, help me through this, that your will 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 be done. And as we surrender into the ways of God, the wills of God, the purposes of God and the plans of God, he will have his way in our life and we are transformed and changed. If people's prayers had been answered in that first weekend of the road crash that we had to heal me, I would not be the woman of God that I am today. Yep. So God has a plan and a purpose in all things. So I see what God has done in my life emulated. And, yes, when you have had a healing miracle, you do come alive in recognizing story after story after story. And if only the news reporters would report these stories on live television, the world atmosphere would change on the belief system to know there is so much more of the authority and power of God out there than than the, than the ways that we actually know now. Yes. But we, but we need to be sharing it.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I was hoping you'd say. And that's so true. Um, we need faith. These are the two components. You have to call on God and ask for the miracle. Ask. But then you have to have faith. Don't forget these two. These need to happen. and um, And the faith, sometimes we're not in that place yet. And hearing other people seeing it and believing it helps us. I'm going to share a quick story of healing that I find so odd because I didn't even ask for healing. So I'm going to share this, and I want people to just sit there and understand the power and the strength that God has. So, Grace, you'll know this. I was writing my book. This is a story I could have shared with you on the couch in Ohio, and I didn't because I wasn't bold enough then. But now I I don't care what anyone thinks. I know it's powerful. So I was um, trying to do my, at this desk, in this spot right here, trying to do my edits. I had two weeks to get them done, to get my file uploaded. I literally had... Um, advanced copies um, that were not truly published yet at the conference where my book was live. That's how down to the second my book was done. And so I had these edits that I needed to get to, and I powered through my book, wrote it in three, four months, but I could not get these edits done. And the editor wanted me to put my personal stories in there. And for some reason, I'd walk by them, and I had every excuse in the world. I just couldn't get myself to do it and waiting to the last day, 24 hours, 48 hours, I get to the point where I'm literally down to my last day. It's the night before my last day. It's one in the morning. I am doing all sorts of stuff that have to be done. My fingernails, all sorts of important things, right? I am not doing this and I am pissed at myself, not sure why the resistance is there and I don't live like this. Like I don't normally have this resistance and whatever. Get up in the morning, never have pain in my life. I just really don't battle with a lot of pain, but I get up in the morning and I have the most splitting headache I've ever had in my life. And I thought, well, sure. I sat up like a tense ball to one in the morning. Of course I do. I ran the dialysis center at this time and my alarm started going off at the dialysis center. So now on this last day to get all my edits done, I now have to drive over to a dialysis center. Make sure there's no fire there, reset the alarms. I'm like so stressed, right? And I come up the steps and the pain is so bad. I get my coffee and I'm just going to forge through, right? I start heading down the steps with my coffee. I take one sip and I'm like nauseous. I haven't thrown up since I was 23 years old. I don't get nauseous. So I'm nauseous, extreme pain. I hop in the car, I'm heading to the dialysis center and Literally, the pain was so bad, I could hardly drive, I was getting ready to pull over because I thought I would hurt someone with my car. And I thought, surely this is a migraine. The lights were so bright and hurting me, and I was going to throw up, so I'm pulling over to get sick because I'm in so much pain. And I literally just sort of, no words, no words, with everything in me, I just was like, I'm sorry, God. You know, I just felt horrible that I let him down, that I knew I wasn't going to get this done, and I just apologized. And within, before my words could even get through my brain and out, but they did, instant healing all over my whole body, everything wiped away. As soon as I felt it and sent it off, that I'm sorry, I let it down instantly, every single symptom went away, like in a second. I didn't have to throw up. The lights didn't bother me. And, and I knew that it was the presence of the Holy Spirit who did it. Mm-hmm. And I also got messaging that I was saying, I'm sorry, I let you down. I can't do this. And the message that I got was, you're not supposed to, I am. Mm-hmm. And that whole time I was trying to make that book about me. And that's why I couldn't write it. The whole rest of the book, it was all whatever you want me to put in here, God, whatever you want me to put in here. So surrendering surrendering the control and just asking for help. What's your thoughts on that?
2: That's what people have to remember, that it isn't about our faith and our level faith or the type of faith that we have. We're talking about coming to the power of the cross. Jesus has already done it. And by faith, as we link into who Christ is and what he did on the cross, believing he died that all our disease, all our pain, is healed. Our healing has already been secured. We want to see the physical manifestation. And God's timing is always perfect, and his ways are always just in how he chooses to work that plan out through our lives. But when we get the focus off ourselves and focus on who he is and what he has done, that is where the alignment comes. When we choose to surrender to trust that day by day, whatever the, the actual circumstances are, Whatever we have to go through, he will help us. And he sends help to us. You know, when we are diagnosed with something physical, yes, there is the physical trauma. There is the shock. There is the emotions. It affects life circumstance. For me, losing my job, losing my home, losing my friends. But if we focus on that detail and don't focus on who God is in it, we will sink under. And if we... If we keep talking to everybody else about it, we get so many people's opinion about it, we get sympathy votes. When we go to God, we get the word of God. We get the direction of God. We get the provision and his purposes done. And that's what we have to remember is where we choose to focus. And it's learning to praise God despite circumstance. It's learning to include him in prayer. It's learning to ask those questions and then await his perfect answer. We Life is so full of different choices. We walk in the, in the consequence of our choices. And when we're talking yeah. to God, we actually learn to make wise choices. When we're talking to man, we get led in man's opinion. Okay.
1: Stop. Stop and repeat that because that's like gospel right there. So we, so kind of just repeat that last couple sentences. Basically, like, you know, we got to get our focus and we've got to tune into him because we what? We kind of repeat some of that. Oh boy, <laughs> that was a Holy Spirit moment. <laughs> okay, I'll just kind of repeat what I heard because it's so good. But basically, you know, Grace is talking to us about us really um, resting on the truths of the world, and we're we're let down over and over again. And we need to tap in, focus on God because those those are the truths that heal us. Those are the the things that um, work in us, and we've got to start tuning those out and get to. Um, the truth that's written, you, you were sort of rattling off some steps. And I kind of want to leave, now we're down to two minutes, I kind of want to leave some almost steps or things that these people can really lean on as they're trying to boldly step into this place of surrendering and getting to God for their healing. So what are a few things that you can say?
2: First thing is to understand that your circumstances are not your identity. Got, you are going through for, for God's purpose and his plan to be completed. Be careful how you speak about it. If you pray to God and surrender to God, don't then go and speak to 10 different people and repeat to them what your troubles are because you cancel out what you're saying in prayer by faith. You're feeding your spirit negatively by repeating the circumstance over and over. Be careful what you say. If you've got a broken relationship, and you vow you will never forgive the other person. You bind yourself up with those vows. Repent before God for the negative attitude of your own heart and break that fear that you have as well and just surrender to him. It's no good praying to God and going constantly speaking to other people for the problem. Your own words come back over you and feed you negatively. Draw near to God and he will draw close to you. The one thing I chose to do right at the beginning was to spend time with God, read his word, keep praising him worship him, cry out to him. The Psalms is full of psalms that cry out in pain. It's okay to be honest with God. And as you cry out in pain and let that go, he comes with his healing grace to give you answer. And he will always provide the help, Mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. But we've got to, there is a very fine line between determination and being stubborn. Determination says that we can do it. I want want to do it. I will carry on as I was. Mm -hmm. Okay, we
1: are... We are down to grace. We're down to 30 seconds. Okay, guys, you guys coming in after the break, we're going to touch on a few bit, a few more um, pieces of this. But um, yeah, circumstances, um, remembering that your identity is in Christ, not in your circumstances. Pray for purpose, um, surrender to God um, prayerfully, and then keep it there. Don't go putting it back in the world. Um, last drawing near to God. These are the things we've touched on so far, guys. We're going to come back after the break. We have some really awesome questions. Tune back in with us on Live Life within Sweet Spot. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klagel developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal-setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com.
1: Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
0: This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Kleagle. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at one 346 9141 That's 1-888-346-9141 If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot.
1: Yes, this is Nikki with the living within the sweet spot, also fulfill your legacy. I am so happy that you are here. Grace has blessed us with her insight at this portion of the show too. I'm so happy she's going to be able to help with our question and answers. Let's go ahead and get started. This time seems to fly by, but we've got Pat. So Pat has emailed in. My heart just goes out to Pat because this is something that I believe So many are dealing with today. So basically, Pat is saying, my son is crippled with illness of years of abuse to his own self, drugs which have now created other illnesses. How do we pray for and what? It seems so overwhelming. I have the book Boundaries that Nikki encouraged me to get several months ago, and this is helping me on my own. But what about him? Everything seems so progressive, like it's snowballing and we can't get a hold of it or he can't get a hold of it. The sun we don't see. Let's see. We don't see. And there and no. then therefore we cannot pray for what we don't see. How do we do this? This is such a tough place. Um, Go deeper now. Does he need to surrender, basically? So all these things, I want us to know that. Um, I'm, I'm going to just say a few words to Pat. Um, okay, call on wise counsel, I think. Um, get people who um, are so in touch with God We are told, I read some scripture at the beginning of this, that prayer works from people who are tapped into God. And so, yes, you're doing it, but we need prayer in numbers. So start getting them on on them. And we talked a bit about this, these individuals where my heart just goes out to them where they're not there yet. So he might be so overwhelmed with all this disease that he's not in a place of God. And, yeah, we sometimes have these places where we crash we, you know, we hit rock bottom, everyone calls it, and we finally tune into God and we'll pray for that if that's going to happen too. But, um, but we just, we, right now we can do our part and prayer In numbers is our part. So get to some wise people. I'm going to start praying for you, um, as well. I haven't heard from you it's in several weeks, I think. Um, but yes, we will keep that up. But that's the first thing I'm going to say. The next thing is that, um, you always have love and God is love. And sometimes the only way to tap into people that are really in the foothold of addiction is to show constant love. Remembering that enabling. So I love that you got the book Boundaries and that's helping for you. Enabling isn't always showing love. In fact, it's kind of hurting them. But they will know love. Love means unconditional. So that if that means you have your boundaries. They can't come in, all these things. But yet they always know you love them. Send them messages. Send them text. send them what a constant love that they know no matter what, when they boundaries, when they're ready to come to you, when they're ready to give it up, whatever, that you are there no matter what, like God, you know, God is always there. He's not necessarily working in the person's life yet because they're not allowing it. They're blocking it. And, and same, with, same with you and your relationships, but you are there no matter what. And they know that. I don't have much more to offer other than to just you know call on prayer and with all your heart surrender it over to God and and ask him,, uh, what do you have grace? This is a tough spot
2: It's very difficult in those circumstances, and a lot of it is based in shame, especially because he's living in the consequence of his of his choices with the drugs. but if he does have a faith factor to encourage him that does God does love him so much and though he may have in our sense, made error, God forgives those errors. And as he can come to peace with God, to be forgiven by God, and choose to forgive himself for what he's done, it's in that forgiveness there is incredible breakthrough freedom to then to be able to receive what God is actually able to do.
1: Yeah. So awesome, Grace. And you mentioned a really good point earlier. We're talking about snowballing things just getting overwhelming and too much. And and when you said the word guilt, I want I want us to really focus on that because this is what happens when we have a worldly thing happen Hmm. by by our choices or not, all these other things start to snowball on top of it. And when Grace was saying, you know, you say your prayer of surrender and you give it to God, but then you turn around, you pop back in the world and you start. Hmm. Getting sucked back into that, and all these things snowball. It's so hard. Um, I, I love that you talked a little bit about guilt. Um, let's not let the power be in that guilt. Yeah, does yeah. Not come from God. And yeah. people who say that the church, you know, brings guilt, you're in the wrong church. Yeah. The guilt is not supposed to bring guilt on you. The it, it brings. So much gratitude for what Christ has done for us that you're compelled to get to church even more. You're compelled to get to the word more by that grace that you understand and get to a different church if you're guilt ridden by the church. Okay. Um, so let's go ahead and let's go to our next one. Um, and should I encourage Pat to message you? Um, Christy, Kimmy? Yes. Yeah, Yes, please. Christy Kimmy in the um, comments there has put your email address and messaged me on my Facebook page, both of us. Her Facebook um, her, or her website is going up live. Um, it's getting a new makeover on her ministry page. So hang tight. But for now, email. All right, Dennis. So I love Dennis. It's short and sweet. And so many of us have this. So Dennis says, I'm afraid to pray for healing. I mean, he flat out just says it like, wait a man up, right? I'm afraid to pray for healing. So because why his his next answer is so that if it doesn't happen, then will I be let down in God? And he doesn't want to put God in that situation. Now, God knows your heart. He's like, come on, dude, do it, do it. I mean, he knows that. I mean, honestly, if that's for real, that you're afraid, I don't know if you're, I think you're afraid of you being let down. So I'm going to challenge you a little bit. I don't think you're afraid that God's going to let you down. I think you're nervous that you're going to be let down. And how are you going to deal with this? But we have to remember that it is God. When you call out with all your heart and you believe with faith, it will be answered. Now, how that looks, it's going to be trying. Maybe it might be like this. It might be hours, but just do it anyway. And we, you've heard this story. Go back, listen, and replay. If you're catching the tail end, you do it. Okay, Grace, what do you have there? You've heard this before, I'm sure. Yeah, because,
2: again, people make it about them and what they can do. And all God is saying is, will you speak to me? Will you ask me? Will you believe on the truth of my word? So when those prayers go out, in total surrender, we are believing by faith for that healing, however God wants to do it and when he chooses to do it. So we've got to get the focus off ourselves. So I encourage him don't consider what you are doing in this to make this healing happen because you cannot. You live day to day making wise choices and you continue on the actual journey that you are on, but ultimately surrender to God to allow, to say to him, your will, your way, your time, for your glory. But, Lord, I know you're teaching and training me through this this particular time. I had people come to me and say that they would stop praying for me at certain points. And I used to say, why? And they said, because we're praying for you, for your healing, and we're watching you getting worse. And I had to challenge them to change the focus of the prayer. Believe for my healing as you are praying, but pray for the sustaining grace of God today in my life, in my circumstance today, that I live in all the actual fullness of God today. When we change our prayers and focus onto the time plan of the moment, believing by faith for that total healing to come in God's time, we change that actual spiritual dimension of the journey that we take. We get so hung up for what we want to see, we miss out on the detail of God, what he's now doing. So we need to realign ourselves to the purposes and the plans of God to enjoy God today, believing for that promise of the grace that he will heal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is such a good stuff. Um, yeah, we, we keep talking. It's funny the way I answered it and the way you answered it, it was like, we were saying the same things. I sort of challenged him because I could hear that he was sort of making it about him. Like he was worried yes. he was going to be let down. And yeah. then you were just right away. we like, you know, get your focus off yourself. Easy for us to do or not easy for us to do when our body hurts head to toe or whatever. But I mean, we have to look at Job and, mm-hmm. and things that we know that, that are our truths and the, the where your mind goes. There are so many verses that talk to us about our thoughts. I mean, if you can just simply rest in Philippians four, eight, whatever is true and noble and right and praiseworthy, think about these things. Like it does us no good to it's there. The pain is there, but we just can't get sucked into putting our energy and living in that place. We want to put our energy and live in Christ that's where this healing starts to happen okay ah we are down to three minutes you have something else to say go for it and please can
2: he also make contact to me so i can actually encourage him personally
1: yes yes, yes. we will definitely dennis you contact grace and i you reach out we want to help you for sure and anyone listening i mean honestly just may take these measures we, we love to help any way we can all right and Um, Okay. So I like to do these kind of popcorn back and forth things when we have a couple minutes left at the end. So what we're going to do is save a minute just so that you can really um, explain to people how they can connect up with you personally. I'll share some ways that they can with me. But for now, let's say steps, action items that these people can take. I'll do one. You can do one. I'll do one. You can do one. For the next couple of minutes, so okay. I am going to challenge you. I'll start first. I'm going to challenge you, listeners who are in this place. Actually, everyone, um, because we're all in places of pain or hurt or at one time or another. But mm-hmm. I want you to always sit down and 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 think on that a little bit and think to yourself: um, Am I accepting it? Am I just simply thinking, oh, okay, well, I have a bad neck and a back or, oh, you know, I, I don't um, deal with cravings well and I'm just going to be heavy all my life or, oh, I'm going to, you know, whatever the, the thing is that's hurting, bugging you, sit there and think about where are you living in that? Are you living and accepting it or are you to a place where you kind of want to challenge it and let God have it? So grace... Awareness is mine. What's yours? It is actually
2: choosing to face the truth of what you're going through. And once you can actually admit you've got a problem, you can start seeking help for the problem, both in obviously practical as well as obviously seeking God. But if you don't face your pain, then you're living in complete denial. The enemy has a complete open door and God is closing that door by you choosing to turn to
1: him. Yes. Um, so there were some Bible verses that I didn't even get to in our teaching earlier, but it, you might have picked up on a couple of them and it talked about sin. And I think that's so good with healing that people sometimes wonder, like, well, then I'm being punished. If I'm sinning and I'm getting this, that's not the truth. No. But, it, but the truth is we have consequences of the things that we do. And so we want to get God into them and not live in that sin, live in those places when we, like Grace said, own it. And then we lift it up in our prayer. It's a transgression that we own, we admit, but we give it up. And so, um, so 30 seconds, it's time to share a little bit about um, you, Grace. Go ahead and share your ministry, How the name of it, where they can go in a couple weeks to find it.
2: com is the website. GraceRTR17 at gmail.com is my direct email. Please make contact. Facebook page is Grace Habershaw. Here I would hear, hear from people.
1: Very good. Well, I just want to take a second and thank you for coming on to the show. The time flew by. You are a complete joy. I hear the Holy Spirit speaking through you, Grace. And I know it's true. And I I love that. Everyone, please reach out to me if you need any help. I would love to encourage you to get to the Legacy Leader page. That is off my website under Work With Me, Legacy Leader. It's a subscription page, honestly, for $12 a month. But in there, we read the Bible in a year. I do coaching for um, health and wellness, also life coaching. Please tap in to all my resources, Facebook website, whatever you can find. There's tons of free things on there. We will see you next week on Living Life Within the Sweet Spot.
0: Thank you for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Kleagle next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.